0: Yo, welcome everyone to Brand New Techish. This is your latest tech and pop culture news for the week. And this is a really fun episode. But first things first, a message from our brand new sponsor.
1: Think back to the last time you signed up for a service online. Did you agree to the privacy policy without reading it or even thinking about it?
0: (laughs) Don't feel bad. We've all done it. Our new sponsor, datarightsfinder.org is here to help.
1: Brought to you by Open Rights Group and projects by IF datarightsfinder.org helps you to understand how entities such as banks and insurance providers are using data about you
0: they'll help you get copies of data about you ask companies to explain any automated decisions they've made or even get data deleted
1: so if you want to take control of data which i know you do about yourself then go to datarightsfinder.org and tell them techish sent you
0: I read a really awesome article recently called Reflecting on My Failure to Build a Billion Dollar Company. It's Was it by, by you? No, it wasn't by me. <laughs> <laughs> I've always had that failure. <laughs> I think I will continue to have that failure. Um, it's written by uh, a dude called Sahil uh, Lavindia. I hope I pronounced this surname correctly because I hate when people mash up my surname. But anyway, so the gist of the article is he built a company called Gumroad, which essentially allows people to sell... Their products and services very easily over the way but not have to set up a really complicated e-commerce platform essentially so it was a really like interesting gap in the market and i get the narrative that he tells within the article is that he took outside investment yeah um and obviously the normal vc path is that you know you have to show 20 percent month for month growth and mm-hmm. eventually he stalled essentially the company had traction had a lot of users yeah people that loved this product but he just couldn't get that kind of 20% percent month on month growth so he yeah. essentially um just really um uh, you know told everybody in the company listen we've got to make cutbacks we've got to kind of you know really push everything that's revenue focused and try to make it and unfortunately they didn't they had to he basically fired a majority of the team yeah and now it's literally just him but what happened that distinguishes him from other startups is that his product was really helping other vendors and other people start their business yeah so he felt bad because they were still generating millions of dollars for their users of their products right selling their wares essentially so he was like i can't shut the company down we're actually making an impact but we just haven't created a business that a VC considers to be um backable so he eventually bought out his investors and is in the process of buying out more of his investors and you know he talks about the the mental health struggles that he had as a founder like when he came to the realization that it probably wasn't going to work in the way that he thought it was going to work and how he talks about how a lot of his friends you know, went on to become billionaires, and it's like that—that that metric of that being success—it's it can really warp people's minds. Oh, and definitely. You're like, this guy's making an impact; he's helping people. Yeah. But you consider yourself to be a failure? It's insane. I don't know. Um, I don't know if you had a chance to read it, but like, is any of that
1: like hitting home? Um. Well, you know, as a billionaire myself, I've been thinking <laughs> about Soon this to be a lot. <laughs> <laughs> I'm joking, but um, no, it's interesting because. Did you ever watch Silicon Valley, the TV show? I never got
0: around to it, you know. What? Yeah, I watched one episode, and I was like, "This is like, I don't know, I want to turn there no up black in uh, it, right? no, Basically, I mean, that's <laughs> all tech-related stuff, even in real life. No, I was just like, you know, like I, I watch tech stuff for like for fun and for work, and so mm. I'm just like, I don't want to watch tech stuff for like. Fun. Do you know what?
1: It's so funny because at the beginning, I also was a bit hesitant to watch it. I was a bit like, "Oh, this feels a bit too, too close, close to home." home. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. especially because in my Groupon days, it was very much bubble-ish. And I was like, wow, this is so realistic. But anyway, it's quite hilarious for that reason as well. And in it, there is this phrase of the three comma club. Um, so one of the investors is like, come on, you got to get in the three comma club, baby. Get in the three comma club. And there's absolutely this like <laughs> keeping up with the Joneses vibe that yeah. probably happens. Yeah. Not only in the Valley, but like other big tech hubs, China, I'm guessing. And right. people are just like, oh, you're not, you're not billionaires? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. You haven't you haven't had that that exit yet. Oh, you you're not you unicorn. Um. So I definitely. Um. Well, I can't perfectly empathize, but um, I mm. can understand him. I'm just trying to get in the two comic clubs that's, <laughs> that's my goal. But yeah. um, what I think is so interesting about his story as well is kind of looking at it through the lens of just being an ordinary human being with a mm. great idea and a good work ethic because. Mm. He was nineteen years old when he Man. raised his first round, right? Mm. And you know, in the story, he talks about turning what is a base, basically a side project into a business. He raised over a million dollars at nineteen, college dropout, Easy Mark Zuckerberg some. style. Mm. Yeah, exactly. And you know, the company ballooned in size, hired all these people, many of whom were his friends. And I'm guessing he also convinced to quit college. Maybe. And yeah. then when the growth stalled, he's like, oh. Gotta let everyone go. Fired. I don't know if anyone <laughs> watches like *Halt and Catch Fire*, uh, which is like a show that was like I think originally on AMC or whatever. Kind of like *Mad Men*, but about mm. tech and set in yeah, the eighties and nineties. Yeah, rings a bell. I never watched so it. So good and like female founder. So holla. But um, similar vibes happen in that, and you just you kind of forget like there are emotions behind these startup stories. You mm. know what I mean? Mm. And I think that's why people like Ben Horowitz. Hard thing about hard Hard thing so much because unlike a bunch of the other business books he gets personal he's like yo my wife got sick yeah she was in hospital and I was in another part of the country and like there's this bit where his father-in-law just like yo man you're gonna lose your family if you don't like shape up and I was like wow and for someone to be that vulnerable and be that open about it I feel like if more people did that we could change the tech industry like why is it always like the smaller voices or like these like outliers or like periphery people that are like whoa hold up I I broke away from the status quo and this is what happened and this is how I feel. Sometimes even talking about how you feel yeah. is like breaking away from the status quo, right?
0: It's so funny though, because like, you know, the last episode I was talking about, you know, the, lo- the mental loneliness of being Money. a founder. And I was like, yeah, like it got so much, I hate to use the word traction, but it got so much attention that mm. I was like, right, like being vulnerable is a superpower. But then I realized also in tech, we have this horrible habit of taking anything that can be Viewed as a hack and just like rinse it to the point Explusing where, it. yeah, basically as like I'm start week, crying everyone, now. Yeah, next week everyone's gonna be like, yeah, like well I lost my leg and and, everything, <laughs> and then but when I was Joe's doing my Springer, company, yeah, yeah, everyone's gonna be telling their sub story like in order to get some medium article that goes viral. But like no, it's real talk. um I'm gonna read some quotes that I just found so fascinating from the article. Go. Um, some of my friends became billionaires. I mentioned this already. Meanwhile, I had to run a measly lifestyle business. So that's the end of the quote. Bearing in mind, actually, he is very open about his revenue, and like I think at one point, like they were doing like, you know, half a million, a million a month, essentially, and the net profit was like even once he made the cutbacks because they were making a loss, but he cut back, and eventually he was doing like eighty k in net profit per month, right? So that is deemed a failure, like, and I'm flabbergasted, honestly. But it is what it is. You always say to me, listen, if you sign up for this thing, Mm. which is the VC route. You sign up for it. You know what it entails. I just yeah. want people not not to go into it blindly.
1: Yeah.
0: And just know that if you make a business that generates hundreds of thousands per month mm. in profits, that is a failure to a certain extent in that yeah. paradigm, essentially.
1: Oh, yeah. Yeah,
0: exactly. So um, I want everybody to know what they're doing, especially like we, we have our audiences predominantly like, you know, black and brown founders or just like black and brown people full stop who maybe want to be founders. Just know what you're getting into in that for sense. Sure. Don't go into it blindly. Um,
1: and also like... We talked about this before Zebras United, Zebras United, depending which way you pronounce it. (laughs) Um, Our friend Ania Williams is a part of that movement. There was the New York Times article where uh, they wrote about the fact that more and more founders are choosing to say no Mm. to venture capital. And I think it's worth exploring hybrid models. Like, I get it, it's expensive to raise a company. Look, I have funding with Alpha, right? I'm not going to lie. But what I'm saying is explore like the hybrids and the variations, like it's one thing to get money from an angel and set certain expectations with an angel and it's a whole other thing to get money from a fund right yeah. and I think we see more and more like hybrid kind of businesses like notion, which we love using as a mm. great example. they raise like a kind of seed round thing um they haven't raised since then, and they don't oh, wow. plan to, and they don't want that. to and I think just be honest with your with your fellow founders and yourselves about like the kind of company you want to build and also like how soon you want to have a sustainable business model and right. i and i appreciate that there are certain types of companies where it's just easier to do that. Like, obviously if you're building like an autonomous vehicle, <laughs> you, this is around yeah, yeah, you. Yeah. yeah, yeah, But, um, you know, if it's possible for you to solve your problem in a way where you can get something to market really quickly, yeah. then I think it's worth doing that. And I think it's like worth approaching investors who are happy for that because ultimately since the rate of success is so low, mm. there could be certain investors that are like, actually like happy for you to build a profitable, sustainable company and be a part of that. And then for you to be like, yeah, and then I'm going to raise this round and then I'm going to raise that round. And I'm going to be like, the next whatever because they're just like nah the possibility of that actually happening is lower you know real talk
0: so have you been watching this whole Jussie how do you say his name Jesse Smollett
1: oof um I've been observing from afar. I've been busy, you but been busy. yeah. I don't, think you know the I don't
0: think you know what's really going on. To be honest, no. like so I was like, just
1: like another black guy got arrested. Yeah,
0: so he's an actor from Empire, the show Empire, which I had show. like great show. You used to watch that, right? Yeah,
1: I watched season one and then I kind of copped out, but yeah, still good. I think
0: me the same actually. It yeah. I was like, now nah, pass. Um, I put it down like alongside Heroes, as one of those shows. It was like season one oh my god, this is amazing! And then afterwards, you're like, it's I'm so off. repetitive. Yeah, I'm done. I'm yeah. done. So, anyways, like, so a couple of weeks ago, I think it was he got attacked he <gasps> was he um it was apparently a racist attack so they they had oh. MAGA hats on they were like yo this is MAGA country they called him the n-word they dropped the f-bomb the slur against gay people you know they put a, a rope around his neck so it was like almost like a lynching everyone was like yo like i was Whoa. going on instagram everyone's picture was of my dude and it was like "Yo, photo are with my man are you okay you know this country is terrible blah 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 blah, blah. So then anyway, the police investigation happened slowly, slowly, in it like and by the way, he went on a media campaign talking about I'm okay, you know, I fought back, blah blah blah. Everyone was utmost oh, sympathy. Okay, two twos now. But what happened later on is that the investigation developed and then the, someone leaked that actually we're starting to think this was uh, a setup. And what? Not a setup from external sources, set up by him. What? Yes, yeah, so what the police did, they found the rope and they found out who purchased the rope. It was two dudes, two Nigerian American dudes. Okay. ...who... Were f- worked at empire where one oh. of them was jesse jesse's um personal trainer what? and they were paid a, an amount around that time and I then they, they left time. the nigeria <laughs> just after the attack
1: okay not our the finest pe- moment yeah when <laughs>
0: the police hollered at these two guys they just went yeah my man paid us to do that so now what? as of recording he's actually been arrested over <gasps> reporting a false attack. And
1: Oh it is God. so
0: bad because it's like Wait, yo, everybody why? was rooting for you. We were all rooting for why? you, fans.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh, you know what? I was talking about this with a friend of mine who's in oh. the film industry, and he was as baffled as well. But I kind of thought to myself, wow, actors are very much start are like attention. I was going to say the W word, but they're attention fiends mm. and
1: starved of it.
0: Attention starved, and I, I perhaps he just thought this is my way of getting back into the limelight because a lot of wow. people know him now who didn't know who the hell he was at one point.
1: He That's must have some twisted. kind of like.
0: There's some kind of underlying issue that he has because I don't know why. I mean, some people are still holding out and still believing him. And so uh, I'm You people out there, I, I love you lot. The people that <laughs> still like there say "Nah, it's a conspiracy. It's a conspiracy telling at the black man." Like, so to me, it's looking pretty conclusive that he set this up. Gone. You look so confused right now.
1: I'm so so many questions. I told you you didn't know
0: what was going on.
1: I just I just saw the tweets and I was like, okay, another black guy arrested. Wait a minute. So you were saying that it was a racially charged crime. He claimed he that it was two a white racially... Nigerians?
0: He claimed that it was a racially charged um, homophobic attack based on what was being said. Wow. He he, I don't think he described the attackers, but they, they said this is MAGA country. So we all had in our mind... Where was what, he? I don't know. I think he was in Chicago. It's in Chicago. He oh. nah, <laughs> watched too many movies. <laughs> deep Berlin, South. In the, the bayou. bayou on plantation. <laughs> yeah, no. Chicago. Oh. So obviously that's a cosmopolitan city yeah. and you're thinking to yourself like who's brave enough to go into the middle of chicago and you know try and jump Put a black a man on the racial on
1: attack? you know why this is so messed up because people have lost loved ones through Fam. attacks and other messed up things and sad things and tragic things and for him to like make light of something so traumatic and so traumatizing assuming that the facts as they are are true mm-hmm. It's very disturbing.
0: I think we can drop all the caveats. This whole, like, assuming that the... Like, I think it's a rap man. But he,
1: wait, why would he do that? To I, get I, in I, the news?
0: I think so. Don't underestimate that fame is a drug to a lot of people. And wow. attention is a drug to a lot of people. Like He needs it,
1: to do some meditation, practice some gratitude. He's going to jail. That's what he's
0: going to get. He ain't getting wow. nothing, nothing but that. As so far as, wait. As, you know what I'm saying? And if it is true, I'll put a caveat. If it is true, I, he... he genuinely deserves to go to jail because not wow. only has he has he he's wasted police time um and let's not get twisted the history of chicago police is mad shady if anybody knows the how the chicago police gets down they know what's up so a lot of people are, are rightly skeptical but he deserves to go to jail primarily because he's muddied the water now for genuine victims so now trump can go on tv and say all these racial attacks wow. purported to be by my supporters it's all fake news Wow. Now everyone that comes forward, is like, mm, I'm not sure. Mm, is it another one of these ones again? Come on, like, so, yeah, man. Trash. Do all you round. think that
1: uh, I'm just gonna put another conspiracy theory on this? Gun. Maybe he has also been played. <laughs> think about this, though. Maybe like big, you know, far right administration, whatever. It was just like, yo, do this. Nah. S- no. Okay. Because you know what he
0: <laughs> hired. Uh, top defense attorney like early on into like the investigation interesting so people just like this guy just had guilt written all over it um
1: wow yeah i don't know that's we'll such keep... a bad idea
0: trash yeah i mean i can resonate with this so basically i'll read the tweet out go it's by amy Hoy. I, I wasn't aware of it beforehand um so anyway the tweet goes as follows if you ever feel bad about making a business mistake just remember that toby offered me five percent to design the first shopify and I said no. LOL. No, oh, <laughs> so, wow! So, if anybody doesn't know, Shopify is now a billion-dollar company. It's an e-commerce mm. platform that lets people like spin out and like create these really amazing e-commerce platforms. Yes. And they take like a they have a subscription model, and they've just made oodles of money. It's out of Canada, actually. Is it? So, yeah, it's, out of, it's a Canadian company. Ooh, yeah. Shout out Canadian people. Shout out to Canada. Shout to Toronto. The six. <laughs> is that where they are? I don't know about that, but I just okay. I just felt like it. that's What's what up? i know off the drink. The six, <laughs> anyways. Yeah. So. Um, yeah because you know what that really resonated with me because i've been in obviously did I someone fa- offer
1: you five percent of facebook no no
0: no no no, no. Oh. i wish no i don't wish actually i think i would like legitimately like just give up life if someone like- offered me five percent of facebook and i didn't take it i would just be like guys that's it i'm done give not life work anymore no because what's the point you'd be like that was my chance if you believe in like a higher power you'd be like that was my chance no, you it was know, given you could to do, me and
1: i you could do like a moral freaking mic drop and be like, "This money, dirty money, because y'all <laughs> triggering elections, rigging yeah. elections, stealing Ruin data, like, blah, blah, blah. brainwashing, yeah, take not it back, take the money back.
0: You see me doing a media tour, like, being like, yeah, so I didn't, I turned it down because I, I had the foresight to realize this would be a bad company for the, for the ecosystem of society. There's a know, parallel
1: universe where that's happened, for sure.
0: Yeah, so um, the reason why I was saying, before I got distracted, was that, so obviously as a developer, you get offered projects where it's like listen we'll just pay you in equity like we ain't got no money to pay you right now mm, you've done some we'll of those just, have you done some of those you've done some of those no, have actually, i done no, some no, of those no, 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 i haven't actually i oh. always turn it down yeah so i was in a situation where somebody offered me equity for a company that was a crypto company to to do like to design their front end I remember essentially that. right and um I said I'll do it for a mixture of cash and equity. Basically, I said, mm. give me enough money so I can say, okay, I got paid, like mm. for like a decent amount of money. But give me some equity so I can say, like, mm. okay, cool. If there's any upside, and they said no, actually. So in the end, they said we'll give you cash, and then if we raise more, we'll um, give you a cash bonus, essentially, right? Um, and I had to think they about. They pay you
1: it. in like real cash or like Ethereum, Bitcoin? No, no,
0: no. They pay me real cash. Okay, yeah, cool. yeah, yeah. So I was like, mm, should I do it? Because the problem is, you just don't know that's the problem you never know what's actually going to turn out to be the next thing yeah, of course that's why it's called risk man no but hold on otherwise
1: it would be called predictions
0: you have to realize as well though <laughs> that there are there's an infinite amount of opportunities in that sense of, of people that want to do startups and there's a limited supply of developers mm-hmm. so you're constantly going to get inbound and you don't know who's a faker and who's not so yeah. what i really like about amy hoy's follow-up is that if she could go back in time yeah Not with with foreknowledge, but if she could go back in time, she probably would still make the same decision, primarily because something can be rational, but be wrong, if that makes any sense. So she made a rational decision, which is that I don't know you from Adam, I don't know if this startup's going to do anything, you have no track record, Right, so it's rational for me to say, pay me, I want to get paid, but you she still ended up wrong. So sometimes making the right decision can be the wrong decision yeah. if that makes any sense. And it's difficult. I don't have to answer, Swing. But that's because
1: I have to caveat your assumption because there's not <laughs> infinite opportunities. Um, I mean, there might be in terms of like count but not correct. in terms of the quality exactly that's what i mean when i say opportunity it's infinite inbound that's there that's, okay. that's, that's a better okay. way of phrasing there it there we right? go there we yeah, go yeah, yeah. but that's the gift isn't it that's the gift <sighs> like who what little element or data point have you just caught on to that you're like sniffing out something good yeah. before other people realize
0: because it's difficult you're an engineer or a designer or you've got some kind of skill set and in the end when it comes to these kind of situations, you end up having to be like almost like an angel investor, but mm-hmm. you're not investing money, you're investing your time. So an angel investor gets a thousand deals, they look at them and they, yeah. they can assess what startup is likely to make it and what startup is not likely to make it. But being an engineer, designer or developer, it's a completely different skill set. Yeah. You don't have that kind of, that nose essentially, because it's not your, your area of strength. So it's very difficult to tell somebody who's an engineer, take the risk on this company, on that company, on this company, on that company with me where i would take that risk now is if it's something that i believed in so this crypto platform i didn't necessarily believe in it i was yeah. like yeah mm, like seems a bit me too but if somebody came to me um <laughs> was like oh we're building this platform and it's something to do with some kind of pan-african something something and i thought wow is it sick yeah not eric but <laughs> like, so for example if a company like Taste Masters africa came to me two years ago and was like do you want to help us build this platform that connects the diaspora to africa i would be like you know what i believe in this i'll pay i'll do nice. this for free see what i'm saying but in terms of just like here's my uber for dog pet pet sitting. I'm going to be like, nah, fam.
1: Interesting. I feel that like what I have observed from my VC friends that invest early stage and like seed and stuff like that is that they don't invest in ideas per se, but actually Mm. they invest in people. Mm. So I feel like I would just be like, that's logic is sound, but I would almost like add another dimension to it, Mm. which is I will also invest in people who just feel like a luminary. They're just mm. those folks where you're just like you're going to do something great. I don't know what it is, but you have that drive, that tenacity. You've already accomplished a lot of things, so you've got that work ethic. Mm. It's like I'm just going to bet on you because ultimately, even if the idea isn't great, it can be pivoted, or like the audience and the brand that that person builds can be applied to something okay. else.
0: But I think being an angel investor is a skill, and knowing whether a founder is any good is a skill in itself. Like yeah. there's a different, there's a very fine line between. A visionary and a BSR. You yeah. see what I'm saying? It's a fine line. Yeah. Like they call Steve Jobs, he had the um the reality distortion field. So he was mm. able to make people believe something even if it wasn't there just yet. Mm. This product's gonna be the greatest and it's it's like an idea on a piece of paper. Mm. And he is able to manifest that. Um but who else can do that bullshit is but they can say mm. oh trust me this is gonna be the greatest thing since i spread but and that's where just, you yeah. add
1: that's where you add like your wider macro knowledge of the world with it because mm. if someone says to me like yo i'm gonna uh, invent ice that is like sold in like wherever i don't know basically i'm not gonna buy it if it sounds stupid like mm. if the conditions are not right to like support that thesis i'm just gonna be like okay, well now I'm doubting your intellect because you actually think that that's an idea. And that sounds, you know what I mean? Like I had a Lyft driver, sorry if you're listening, but I had this Lyft driver while I was in California and he was just like, oh yeah, I've been like sitting on this idea for a while. (sighs) And I was like, okay, shoot. And it was basically like he he had found a way to like make like solar powered energy slightly more effective, right? And I was like, okay, interesting. Now obviously I'm not an engineer so I didn't know like the mechanics of yeah. it. But just from the way that he described it, I was just like, okay, so like energy big industry, how are you planning on like tackling that or entering that? And he was just like talking like conspiracy theories of like not the revealing Illuminati, too much like me. big power and all this and I was just like, I'm not going to invest in that. Like,
0: <laughs> Sorry. Liff, not that I'm he not was pitching you but, you know. <laughs> Sorry. No check from Ava. No. no. But did you watch the Brits?
1: Well... No, but, <laughs> but, <It'd
0: be> neither. <laughs> we didn't watch the Grammy, I watched hosts. the
1: Apple News highlights from the comfort of my bed when I first woke up this morning on my phone. <laughs> um, they actually had some good Apple News stories. Shout out Apple News team. Normally it's like <laughs> trash. Well, they just serve me like the sun in the mirror. They're always talking to me about Meghan Markle. I was like, I read a story about her once. But um, anyway, I watched, I watched the highlights. None of the American people showed up, nor Ariana Grande, mm. no Drake, no. Um, the Carters, we'll come on to them in a yeah, minute. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But there was a outstanding contribution award from my girl, Pink and her performance <laughs> oh you laughing you know you know what
0: the first album wow. pink first album pink when we thought she was black you know when we you do like, know yeah first album pink, with the r&b like when you, when i hadn't seen the exactly. visuals i thought she was like i was like yeah and then she went on this rock thing i was like well, that what? was her
1: roots she was tapping into oh, she was nah, being authentic
0: man. first album Pink. i'm there second album third album miss me that's what i'm get going this, let's
1: get the party started that was a banger though okay, right, okay. One, oh, you, get, you get
0: one track from me that's all right that's not bad
1: I'm a ride or die pink. I am ride or die pig. Forget
0: pink. I wanted to talk about Jay-Z and Beyonce. Okay, let's do it. So basically, they won a Brit for Best International Group in it. And like, they didn't turn up. But what they did, they sent in a little video of Yes, them they did. And they kind of recreated the video they did for um, Ape Shit. Mm. Uh, which is when well, they were standing behind the Louvre, I think.
1: Mm-hmm. They standing the behind
0: Louvre. the Mona Lisa, sorry. I mm-hmm. think it was...
1: A, yeah. In front of it.
0: Yeah, right. And, um, but instead, it was a picture of Meghan Markle. And um, I'm going to read you the, the actual Instagram quote that beyonce did to kind of give more context um uh, thanks for you to the brits for awarding me blah 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 blah, blah, blah. anyway i thought you were in, reading the quote Yeah, got it wrong. <laughs> in honor of black history month we bow down to one of our melanated monas congrats on your pregnancy we wish you so much joy now some people are kind of saying that this is beyonce showing solidarity with Meghan markle because if you've been following the british press she has been getting Pilloried, yeah. as in
1: white supremacy is. Yeah, fam. I've
0: been seeing articles where she'll wear like a sleep a short sleevish dress, like a shoulder showing, mm. and they'll be like, "Oh my god, the royal decorum has been broken." And then somebody will get a picture of like, um, what's the Prince William's Diana. wife? No, Prince Williams. Oh, wife, Kate. Kate Middleton. Sorry, yeah. And she'll be wearing the exact same dress, mm. and it's like, and and they'll, it'll be from the same. Yeah, art, but she's white. I, bruv yeah i'm trying to get all intellectual here but yeah you basically narrowed it down Go sorry sorry <laughs> just pulling out the race card if, bruv, listen, listen, I, I hate that phrase but yeah you know what it's like the funny thing is, is with megan markle as well is that she is like the most possible form of blackness in the sense that she could is almost like white passing to a certain extent if you didn't necessarily know what she was you, you might not tell that she was oh yeah like, for sure you're right so this is the most acceptable form of blackness and she has been getting getting it so bad, especially from the Daily Mail. Mm. I'm like, wow, guys, at least try to make it subtle. I like, know. At least make the, I know. At least, at least try That's it. why
1: I sometimes almost wish she did get her hair caught in the rain and I could see those natural curls <laughs> You know what I mean? Because yeah. I'm like, yeah.
0: I remember one episode you were like, you hope their child is like a throwback and just comes out with I some please, giant afro. like. Uh, I just
1: want to see her hair wet. Yeah. I just want to see that. Um, but yeah, I think the hate is real. The hate is real. And people who aren't in the UK... You can just go on Google News and check it out. But they are hating on Megan. And like the, the most ridiculous one I saw recently, because Apple News thinks I'm obsessed with her. So 80% of my I feed is. Well, I, yeah, she's cool. Yeah. I like her. Um, she's a beautiful lady and, you know, she does great work. But it was like. What did it say? It was like, Meghan Markle uh, violates royal decorum with public displays of affection. And it was like she was holding his hand. <laughs> Shut the hell up. These She waste was minds. holding his hand. Oh,
0: my days. I was
1: like, at least she didn't get photographed topless. Like the other one. Who's, oh, yeah, that happened, didn't it? Yeah, go ahead. Yes, and they oh, switched. Oh, the but people were just were, like, oh, you... my God, the French press are so distasteful. How dare they do this to our queen? Or whatever, princess. Whatever and now Meghan Markle, they're just... I think what people haven't, what they're trying to say in a coded word is we don't like you. We don't want you in our Royal family. That's what they're, they're They can't say that though. Right. Because she's yeah. in the Royal family and that yeah. would be like anti-patriotic and anti-nationalistic. Yeah. So instead they just find other things to complain about, but they just need to say it. And also why do they keep paying her strange relatives to give nonsensical Trash stories about her. Yeah. There's a reason why she isn't talking to these trash folk. Because yeah. they trash. And yet all these tabloids keep going back to her like estranged, whoever, father, sister, blah, blah, blah. Just because someone shares your blood. Don't make them family. Thank you. Buzz. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And they're just like, oh, Meghan Markle's this, Meghan Markle's that. I was like, to you she is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But she ain't to her. Like you yeah. can call her your sister if you want because it helps you sell headlines, but it's not actually relevant to her life.
0: And like, um, even Prince Harry came out around the time of when they had announced the engagement. And he was like, yo, the treatment my fiance has been experiencing is absolute racism. Mm. So it's not even a thing where if you're some kind of right wing conservative mofo, you can even sit there and be like, well, you know, maybe it's this. Maybe. No, even Prince Harry came out and was like, this is complete racism. pure racism and I'm not going to stand for it. So this happened a while ago, but we didn't really talk about it, so...
1: Let's talk about it. Let's
0: talk about it. So Amazon was kind of shopping around for their second headquarters. Yes. And, you know, they were kind of... They were a flirting ex-employer. around, shopping around, looking for the best deal they could get from whichever city.
1: Classic Amazon. Classic like
0: Amazon, right? Um, and, you Time. know, so Scott Galloway, who's like a pundit, tech pundit, and a mm. professor. He's on Rico Decode podcast. He's really good. He was like, it's obvious that the city is either going to be Washington or New York, because... Yeah. Second headquarters are normally determined by where does the CEO want to spend most of their time, and they were shopping around, talking to places where it was just like down south, Midwest. Mm. Where it's like no CEO, realistically speaking, unfortunately wants to spend their time there. They want to be in, in the big cities, essentially. Mm. And he was spot on; he, they chose New York. But obviously, because they were shopping around, they got the best deal they could get. They were giving all kinds of tax breaks, essentially.
1: Wow! So
0: some people were just like, "Yo, this is the richest man in the world." Thank you this is one of the most successful companies in the world yeah, yeah? why are we giving them tax breaks why yeah. are we giving them tax breaks sorry yeah and um, they had a few meetings with Amazon people and um, the uh, politicians within New York and the politicians kind of gave them like kind of ripped them apart to a certain extent they kind mm. of at them obviously you know with, with respect but you know telling them why are we giving you this why are we giving you that and in the Pay end up. Amazon was Pay like up yeah Amazon was just like they bounced. Yeah. they were like alright cool we're off kind of thing and I don't know, I feel Come like to now,
1: Nigeria. <laughs> I feel like
0: there's like a change of tone now mm. with which people like speak to tech companies now. Yeah. we we'll no longer realize that it's just an all like a net good when we're mm. just like, yo, pay your taxes, fam. Like I, I saw um so Mona Chalabi, she's British, but she's in New York. She kind of is like a data analyst slash scientist. She does these really She's cool- always
1: on Frankie Boyle's show. Right,
0: there we go, yeah. And um, she drew this amazing picture where it was like a chart of Amazon's profits, and th- underneath that's a chart of Amazon's taxes, what they've paid. Mm. The profit up, 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 up to the right, beautiful chart. Wow. And taxes flat as hell. Mm-hmm. There's a I connection. Want to say flat, as in like <laughs> literally negligible. You couldn't even see it. Wow. And it's like it just can't run anymore. I and I think the sentiment has changed. Like, there was a great article called "Abolish Billionaires," which I don't agree with, but in the New York Times. But it was I think the sentiment now is I think the pitchforks are starting to warm up. That's what I'm saying.
1: It was interesting, you know, because I follow like Austin Allred from Lambda School on Twitter right. and yeah. he tweeted like, oh, say goodbye to all those jobs. Right. And I was like, sometimes we kind of need to like create a hierarchy of values, don't we? You know mm. what I mean? And it's like, yes, the jobs aren't going there. Mm. But at the same time, it's like they have principles to defend, right? And mm. what they don't want to do is... um like set a precedent that if you are big enough or you are important enough even though you can afford it and even though you should because it's the law we're going to like let you cut corners mm. because that's basically what was happening right a tax break in some ways is cutting a corner mm. it's like finding a way to mm. not have to pay as much money mm. and i feel that if capitalism is going to get better i'm not saying we got to replace it tear mm. it down but we're we've said before that it could be better. And we're all aware of how it could mm. be better. Mm. It's not going to get better unless we challenge things like this. That's mm. my view. That's my view. Like, I agree with you. Um, I think what happened in New York was people weighing up the circumstances with a very long-term view to what would happen. And I'm sure they'll just go to another state Mm. That doesn't care as much. I was actually in America at the time watching American news, by the way, (laughs) American people listening. I don't know how you
0: do that. It's nuts. And then every advert, like a drug advert. What? If you're suffering from this, you need this. I was
1: just But like, then, fam. like the risks at the end of the commercials, right. like may cause <laughs> yeah. death. like, So anyway, first of all, American TV. Wow. Oh, yes. Yeah, so
0: if you're listening in America, like no other country has those adverts. Like <laughs> no. we don't have those adverts. Like, yeah, you're not allowed to try and sell drugs <laughs> on TV like that. You're not allowed for. Ah! <laughs> anyways, go on.
1: That's also because most countries have free healthcare. But anyway, let's, anyways, let's, <laughs> let's not go down there. But what I found so fascinating was the aftermath from this announcement where you had like governors and like whatever senior people from other states being like this is outrageous if amazon want to come to ohio we'll have them here this is outrageous. you know that was me doing my like i'm a white american politician man voice (laughs) um but yeah it was just interesting and i just think we need to see people standing up to stuff. I think that the trend that I am hopeful for in the next midterm of mm. life is people being more open to challenge the status quo. And when I say like people, I mean like not only marginalized groups, but like incumbent forces of power and incumbent mm. force of influence. And I just hope more people have the courage to think that way. And I, you know, I, I'm not worried about jobs in New York. I think there's going to be plenty of jobs to come in New York and it's going to be alright. That's what I'm saying. It's not as if New York was like, we need, like, we're struggling right now. New York is like... Well, the, exactly. It's like, you know,
0: the flipping epicenter of capitalism. they right. like, You know what I mean? But, mm. yeah, I just think the sentiment has changed. I think what should... And I, I can't necessarily even blame amazon i think they are operating in a system that allows them to operate in such a manner yeah but this whole concept of being able to shop around internally within the country and each state and each city can offer you all these kind of benefits is a race to the bottom
1: mm. like
0: i think we're, we're kind of almost going to a situation now where companies and rich individuals will no longer be no longer be required to pay taxes as long as they can promise a couple jobs here and there you give us some jobs you give us some products that we love. Yeah, God, we're don't that worry desperate. Like. Yeah, we're don't that worry desperate. About. Yeah, that's, that's what it's come oh, to. Gosh. That's what it's come to. So what um, mm. Austin Allred said, and I, I admire his work of Lambda School, no disrespect to the person, but at what cost? Mm. At what cost? A company that, that hardly pays any taxes is getting a tax break. Mm. And I'm saying they're giving us jobs. So let's say, I, I, I would understand if all the jobs were like 80K a year. Mm. Fam, they're like, it's minimum wage almost. Yeah. It's a minimum wage. Like, we're just asking for just like, just be, act like, like responsible citizens within this economy. That's all we want. Like we all love Amazon in terms of like how quickly they can deliver books and, and you know, they've and someone once put it to me in a sense that because they made books so affordable, it's almost opened up reading to a whole new demographic to a certain extent. Because back in the day it was like twenty quid
1: for a book like facts, like you know what I'm no, saying No it wasn't No it was for hardbacks well, like forget Okay, yeah, maybe like, But Amazon books are not they're not all cheap. Not I started all cheap, buying right. second hand books on Amazon. Yeah, because but even that's still
0: Amazon though. Like. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> so, I didn't know
1: though, because now I'm yeah, go on. But what I'm
0: saying is that like there's many things that we love about this company. I'll get twisted yo we're just asking like to to behave responsibly to a certain extent before you're made to behave responsibly yeah. that's, that's the honest to god truth
1: are we stupid yes. because we pay Me. taxes <laughs> and then with the money we have left <laughs> we use Amazon that does not pay taxes we don't own any equity in Amazon I'm not, a sh- well not anymore anyway um, and I just feel like are we both stupid and hypocrites? Because I'm starting I to feel like I,
0: we I are. I don't think we're. I don't. I don't think we're stupid. I think the system is set up so that um, we, as individuals, are so hard pressed with our own struggles in terms of paying the bills, in terms of getting to where we want. That we don't have time for that kind of mental bandwidth to be worried about exactly where does my dollar go. like, this Do yeah. you where I'm coming from? And I wish in an ideal world that. I'm making us sound like we're powerless, we're not. When we come together, people come together, they can move things massively. Yeah. But at the same time, I wouldn't use the word stupid. I, I think we're, being, we're behaving in a way that the system has been designed for us to behave. And I want to speak to Amazon defectors, though. You are an Amazon defector. What are you talking no, about? No, I left Amazon <laughs> as an employee. Like, no, like, but I mean, people mirror, that man. don't <laughs> shop on Amazon
1: anymore. Yeah,
0: where do you go? This is like a uh, little shout-out section. We're going to do a few shout-outs. Abba wants to go first. What do you want to shout-out? <laughs>
1: I want to shout out my new startup. So alpha.com, which is basically alpha with an E, mm. E-L-P-H-A dot com, is uh, the daily water cooler for women in tech. It's yep, a yep. place where we can come together. Uh, it's a private community. Uh, this also includes, by the way, like non-binary people on mm-hmm. the like more women's side of the spectrum. Um, so yeah, you can come Talk about whatever's on your mind. It might be a career-related issue. It might be a personal-related issue. You can access industry experts. We've had Saron of Code Newbies. You were on her podcast.
0: Boss income, Yeah, Yeah,
1: yeah. <laughs> uh, Tracy Chow project include, we're going to have Ania Williams on soon, Alex mm. Marshall, Backstage Capital has mm. been on, uh, a lot of founders from the YC family. Mm. Um, so, you know, the creme de la creme of the tech world, who are women mm. and non binary, are in there uh, participating in the discussions and the conversations. Mm. People can share events, people can share connections, people can find co founders, mm. teammates, jobs, whatever. Nice. You can vent. We talk about what we're reading. Um, I'm just trying to make it like the destination where you spend your lunch hour instead Mm. of reading celebrity gossip.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I know what
1: what you're thinking, but I'm a guy. What do I do? Well, if you're a guy, you probably know a woman in tech. There we go. She might be your teammate. She might be your partner. And you need to tell her about Alpha.com as well. And guess what? There aren't that many black women founders out there (laughs) getting funded and winning at this so I really need to do it so I can pass it b- pass it back to the community so yeah sick yeah go, go to support.com support
0: support I want to shout out um uh, team amalia.com so Nafisa and I think Selena. they uh acquired I'm um, actually so let me explain they are uh, a platform for women, uh, Muslim women essentially and they're both based in London I know them through the tech ecosystem out here in London and they have Acquired Halal Gems, which is like a discovery platform for Muslim food services, I think and I want to shout yeah. them out because so often you know everyone's always like gunning to get acquired I want to get acquired I want to sell my company but here we have somebody actually acquiring a company and they're building their own little empire yeah so I want to shout out that's a big move I rate that Whee! 100% um, so I, can shout out, I want to shout out Ruben Harris career Karma.com. he is someone I interviewed initially back in the day for pocket really early um, and I always knew that he was a go-getter now he's also in YC as well I don't know I don't think he's in the same batch as you what? but he launched career karma with his friends and it's like a platform for people that are learning to code so so, go check that out, Career Karma, Karma if you're learning to code. And yeah, tell them that techish So, that brings this episode to a close. Um, use the hashtag techish, like we always say. Support us on Patreon if you want, and leave a review on all the podcast platforms that you use. Um, Emma, hey. anything anything you want to say in closing?
1: Hey if you enjoyed this episode of Techish (laughs) Today why not forward it on to a friend who may not have heard the show (laughs) and yeah and
0: a shout out to our new sponsor datarightsfinder.org for supporting independent black owned media
1: ciao thanks for listening